Welcome to Conversations with Leaders. I'm Jake Burns, and today we conclude our training and certification series with Maureen Lonergan. Maureen is the Director of Training and Certification for AWS. Listen in as we get her insights and hear more about where she and her team are taking the program. Maureen, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Jake. Happy to be here. So can we start off? Can you tell a little bit, uh, tell, your, tell the audience a little bit about yourself and your background, please? Sure. Uh, I've been in uh, IT education for most of my career, more than 25 years, creating education and enablement programs. I've always been passionate about education. I, I believe it's kind of the great equalizer. And uh, during the last 25 years, I've had the opportunity to take a few gap years where I traveled pretty extensively through Latin America, Africa, Europe. And during that time, when I was in Africa, I got the opportunity to teach and learned um, how powerful training and education can be to transforming lives. And so it's it's been a big passion of mine. And here at AWS, while we're focused on training our customers and, and partners, we're really focused on uh, developing diverse builders who can innovate on the cloud around the world. Definitely. So why is it so important for leaders to pay attention to talent development for cloud? Well, the reality is that there's a, a, a huge cloud talent shortage in, in the market. And so companies really need to look internally to their uh, own organization, the ones that they've hired and invested in. Um, 90% of the IT decision makers say that their businesses are lacking cloud-specific skills. And as such, they need to be intentional uh, about developing their teams with well-defined programs. You know, companies have already invested in their talented individuals. They just need to help them modernize their skills um, in order to, to achieve their cloud goals. Right. Yeah, that was certainly true in my case as a customer. Um, you know, I would say that getting the team trained and certified early in the process was absolutely the key to our success. Yeah, I would say, you know, I, I, we work with companies every day. And it's it's interesting to see that the ones that dabble in skills development, it's uh, they, they struggle to, to reach their outcomes of innovation or cost optimization. I think that companies that are very focused and very intentional about training their organizations really achieve their goals much more rapidly. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I even go so so far to say that uh, there's a direct correlation between how skilled your team is in the cloud and how low your costs will be and how good your resiliency will be and, and all those other things that you're looking for. It's like almost directly related. Yeah, that's what we hear from customers. How does AWS training and certification um, help customers meet their cloud adoption goals? Our strategy on on training is making sure that we're developing programs that uh, individuals consume the way they want to consume them. The reality is everybody learns differently. So we have digital programs where you can consume training, you know, when you need it. We have well-honed instructor-led training for deeper technical skills, role-based courses. Um, and we work with organizations to really identify, you know, what talent do they have in place today? What are their goals and outcomes? And how are we going to help them build a plan that allows them to achieve those outcomes while training their employees? 
Right. So what can a business expect from their investment in a training and certification program? Well, I think what we've seen is, you know, a focus on training up the right roles to achieve the, you know, whether it's a migration or their digital transformation. You know, we look at, we work with organizations and we think that cloud fluency across an organization is super important. So, you know, we train business, business leaders, technical leaders, and I think that the investment that they make long term is going to, you know, uh, benefit them when they're trying to innovate on behalf of their customers, when they're trying to optimize costs. But really, if you think in terms of just talent development and retention, you know, individuals are looking to grow their skill sets. And I we've seen that companies that invest in talent see uh, additional retention within their workforce. Uh, such a great point. And I think a lot of customers, you know, a lot of senior leaders at, at our enterprises don't really fully understand the power of that. It's another thing that I noticed firsthand when I was a customer. You know, we were so worried about retaining uh, employees and specifically like we're going to train them and then they're going to be worth more. So, you know, how are we going to keep them? But in fact, continuing to train them and continuing to give them opportunities to use that training is what allowed us to keep uh, all of our team throughout our migration project. Yeah, I think that's, you know, it's an interesting point because I think our whole strategy, and, and I've been doing this with AWS for, you know, a little over eight years and have learned a lot, right? But one thing I would say is that if you if you work to bring the entire organization along on the journey through education, those fears go away pretty rapidly. Right. Yeah. So is there anything specific you see organizations uh, changing the way they operate in order to respond to the need for more cloud skills and development? I would say during the last probably 18 months, it's been a big transition. You know, I think people are recognizing that there is a big gap and that they have to look internally to, to, to their talent. And, you know, we're starting to see big organizations like National Australia Bank, Capital One, ITIAO really think deeply and put people in charge of talent development and put large skills programs together um, so that they can move faster. Interesting. So you're seeing them put people specifically in charge of cloud talent and development for the organization? Yeah, for sure. I mean, in fact, when I talk, uh, you know, I talk to a lot of executives across the globe, that's the one thing that we do ask them to do. You know, I think often you want to fix a problem by just throwing some training classes. But I think having Mm. an executive sponsor that's very focused on ensuring that they have a plan in place that the lines of businesses are following that plan. It, it's important. And, and we see success with our customers that do that. Right. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Uh, so are there any specific best practices uh, that you recommend teams uh, implement in order to build and also to validate their cloud skills? Yeah, so like I said, for sure, I would have an executive sponsor. Um, and whether you work with us or one of our training partners, we can sit down and do a learning needs analysis, which is really looking at uh, the talent that you have on staff, your goals, and, and pulling together a, a detailed and defined plan based on the personas, whether you're a business leader, or you're, uh, you're in finance, or you're in marketing, and you need to understand cloud better, or whether you're actually doing large-scale migrations or, or digital transformation. Um, we work with you to build a plan out and uh, time it such that it, it's actually we don't we're not encouraging anybody to get trained ahead of when they're actually going to use that skill set. So mm. really layering in the training in a, a meaningful and thoughtful way, such that the teams are working together in the timeline that they need to complete a project. 
I'm really glad you mentioned that because, you know, when I tell people about uh, my my journey to the cloud, um, Live Nation, and one of the things that I, I feel was so important is the timing of the training. You know, we did the training as we were doing the migration. And so, you know, what I tell people is this is the first IT training I've ever seen that actually stuck with the team and they actually were able to upskill very quickly. Yeah. Of course, the training is, is of high quality, but also I think a big part of our success was that we used it immediately, right? Yeah. So it was relevant to us. We had a mission and this was helping us achieve our mission. Um, and so I feel that point you made about the timing is like, is so important. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. We, uh, we've been working with a lot of different organizations. One of the more interesting organizations uh, trying to modernize their IT talent is Kmart out of Australia. Uh, last year, I had an opportunity to meet with Michael Fagan, their CTO, and he talked about how he was going to work to transform his entire organization. And he had such incredible passion and focus. It's been a joy to work and see how they've transformed their company. They did everything from their executive assistants all the way to people that had been in their workforce for 45 years with um, you know, more traditional IT skills. So you can imagine how, how challenging that was to bring everybody along. But I think <laughs> You know, he talks, uh, he talks openly about, you know, what an experience it was and how he how much he learned from that um, experience and in driving innovation within his own organization, whether you were new to cloud or you really had been around the industry for many, many years. Super exciting. Yeah, you know, I, I noticed that as well. You know, um, you have the kind of the fundamental training programs, which you can kind of allow like a very large number of people to go in. And I found it extremely useful. You know, and it's a very quick training program, like the, the fundamentals one. So you're not asking for a lot of time from people. And then at the very least, they can speak the language, they know the basic ideas. And then, you know, as you kind of get um, more into engineers and, and people who are going to be building, of course, they take the more advanced training program. Yeah. But I feel like there's a training program for everyone. Yeah, I think the other thing, too, is that the technology is is moving so rapidly, right? It's, you know, mm -hmm. it's not, training's not a point in time anymore, right? You have to, we have a great leadership principle at AWS, learn and be curious, happens to be my favorite as the training leader <laughs> here. But, you know, it's it's like instilling that in, in other uh, organizations, that culture of, of learning. And I think it just, it makes for such a better environment uh, for people to take risks risk safely, you know, mm. and, 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 and be okay with failing, right? I think that's an important part. It's an important part of our culture, you know, you don't learn if you don't fail and providing that environment where people can learn and fail and it's critical. I, I totally agree. I think there's this, this balance between uh, learning and doing. And yep. if, when you achieve that balance, it's just uh, uh, your progress, um, you know, just accelerates. Um, that was certainly my experience. So one of the things that, you know, we get asked a lot um, from from enterprise executives is how do we deal with uh, resistance to change? You know, um, moving to cloud is, is one of those kind of um, big transitions, um, big transformations that, you know, we don't see many of these, you know, in our careers, but this is a really exciting one. Um, can we use training and certification programs to kind of help address that resistance? And if so, how? Yeah, you know, one of the things that we, we have this interesting program called Skills Guild that was kind of born out of uh, our Asia PAC region. And it was really designed around that kind of concept of how do you encourage people to want to help transform their skills or not be fearful. And the program's really focused on 
like I said, getting everybody cloud fluent. It's also something that we partner with our professional services and our solution architecture team. And we start to layer in different things like immersion days or professional services workshops. Um, it's a, again, it's along that kind of journey of continuous learning. Um, and what mm-hmm. we do is we encourage organizations, again, to have the sponsor, but really to create a space for communities, right? Mm. We, we aren't going to do all the heavy lifting. It's really a transformation within the organization. You know, we encourage them to really provide a space where technical and business leaders can come together and uh, do hackathons or learning days and lunch and learns. And I think that by doing those types of things and and being supportive in that way from a leadership perspective allows space for people to explore and take risks. Yeah, I agree. And, you know, it's interesting because when we were doing training, like I said, we were doing it during the migration. So we might have abused the kind of trainer uh, in a way because we were <laughs> <laughs> we went off the curriculum. And, and this is I recommend this to customers uh, because the curriculum is great. But if you can uh, kind of substitute those examples that are in the in the program with maybe real examples from your your actual migration, I've my personal experience is that the trainers are, are flexible and that they will kind of help you with yeah. your own real problems. And that can really kind of make your your team feel feel very kind of confident that they can uh, actually do the work. You know, it's interesting. We uh, One of the very first Skills Guild deals we did in uh, in Australia was National Australia Bank. They had some very aggressive goals, you know, traditional heavy compliance related industry. They weren't maybe attracting the, the talent that was going to startups. And so they really had to make a massive cultural change. And they've been very vocal about it. They uh, signed up to do a Skills Guild program. They identified a leader. They uh, trained thousands of people across their organization, created these days for hackathons and innovation, and really have been become like one of the largest recruiters in, in Australia for, you know, innovative talent. So they've really taken what was, you know, a business objective of digital transformation and drove it through this large um, scale program of skills transformation to help them get to where they wanted to do while retaining the talent that they have and also um, creating an environment uh, where people wanted to come to work for them. Right. Yeah, definitely. Um, so switching gears for a moment, um, I want to ask you a question. You know, your role is uh, kind of unique at, at AWS, a, a pretty cool role, if you ask me. Um <laughs> What do you wish someone would have told you when you first started um, that you didn't know when you first took this role at AWS? To think bigger. You know, I think it's, again, it's a leadership principle, but it's funny. You come you come to an organization and you have this history and these beliefs and, you know, you come to an industry that is completely disruptive and, and removing those barriers of what is possible and really just thinking much bigger about what you could do and how you could transform, you know, the training industry or provide skills out there. Um, I think we at at AWS, and and I'm super, obviously super passionate based on my background, but I believe that um, education removes barriers for anybody, right? And so when we Mm -hmm. look at the large cloud 
skills gap that's out in the industry. We don't look at it in terms of just look at technical resources or people coming into college. We really look at it as an opportunity for anybody, right? So mm-hmm. while we're going to train our customers, we'll train our partners. Uh, we have, you know, academic programs um, across the globe and in, in more than a thousand universities. But we also look to organizations um, that can help us. We partner with a, a couple of different organizations to build programs for underserved communities or military mm-hmm. veterans transitioning into the workforce or people, you know, that have been home with their kids. You know, um, I think it's probably the biggest passion area I have. And I think that AWS has allowed us to think differently and bigger and, um, that's where we focus our time. Right. So uh, looking to the future, how are you thinking about developing and cultivating talent? The way I think about it is my job is to train hundreds of millions of, of people on cloud. And and that vision hasn't changed since the day um, I walked in the door and started building this amazing, talented team. We are very focused on that outcome. And we're going to do it in any way that we can. So, you know, the programs that we build... Um, making them accessible and for people um, wherever they are, however they want to learn. Right. Yeah, definitely. It's a it's a great equalizer. So how do you think about inclusion and diversity in relation to training and certification? For us, it's it's really starts with, uh, you know, designing on behalf of our customers. IND is a is a core part of how we develop programs. Uh, we want to do this alongside our customers and partner. And, um, you know, our number one goal is to make sure that we're building a diverse tech workforce, um, remove barriers and access to education as much as we can. Um, and we're also doing that in terms of, you know, accessibility, localization, um, how how do people want to learn? And we've done focus groups and uh, we're trying to figure out like what the right what the right thing is. You know, one of the one of the big challenges with developing content for people the way they want to consume it. Yes, you can imagine it's instructor led, it's digital. Mm-hmm. There's so many different formats of podcasts, right? How do you really uh, make accessibility requirements a core part of how you're building products ahead of of uh, actually building them. You know, our design for right. accessibility ahead of building them. It's it's super important. So uh, you mentioned uh, a little bit about kind of uh, the inclusion and diversity, and I was just wondering if you wanted to expand on that a little bit. Um, how do you how do you think about it in general in relation to training and certification? Yeah, we have we hired a, a, a diversity and inclusion leader and, and a team around really thinking about how do we build programs, how do we build technology, how do we make it accessible, localized, um, consumable um, for anybody. And I think being intentional about how we um, how we do that has been important, and and uh, we're going to continue to invest in that team to help educate us. We're going to continue to educate ourselves with, through our customers and our partners and what they want and need, um, as well as anybody who's who's willing to learn. I the best conversations I have are just you know walking down the hall at reInvent and and meeting people that have participated in the programs and and talked about um, transforming you know, their careers or their positions or new opportunities. Absolutely. No. And I've seen that firsthand. Um, you know, it sounds like you're removing barriers 
uh, for, for our customers with this training and certification and making it accessible to everybody. Yeah. So people who are maybe um, want to listen rather than kind of learn, they might be like just learn better that way or they may want to while they're at the gym or something like that. It's a good point. I mean, I'm, I, I am funny enough in a culture where we read every day for, uh, mm-hmm. for a living at Amazon. I'm actually a, a better auditory learner, you know, than, than <laughs> I am a, you know, visual. So, yeah. I like both because, you know, what I find is uh, I get a little fatigued after reading for a certain amount of time. Yeah. And so if I switch to listening to something yeah. uh, and vice versa, right, sometimes my ears just get a little bit tired listening. So I want to read something. So having those options available um, can really like increase the opportunities to learn. I think the other interesting thing is like, you know, I'm, I'm a returning to the running world after 20 years with this whole COVID thing. And uh, one of the uh, things that I enjoy the most is podcasts. It's kind of ironic that I'm on one right now, but um, <laughs> I would say over the last four months, I've listened to so many podcasts. It's really helped me to think through like, what, how do we, you know, how do people want to consume information, right? Whether it's, mm-hmm. um, and, and, and the world is changing, right? The world is changing rapidly and, and no one expected COVID to come in the way that it did. And as such, we had to pivot rapidly, right? We could, we had to, all of our instructor led, and we did thousands of them. We had to pivot to virtual instructor led training, virtual testing, you know, thank God we had great business partners that allowed us to do that, you know, as quickly as we could without disrupting our customers' uh, plans for training. Um, but things right. like that, you know, being forward thinking and looking about all the things that could p- potentially happen and, and how you have to innovate as quickly as you can, it, it's important. Absolutely. Yeah, I remember when, uh, when you announced online uh, proctoring for, yeah. for getting certifications. I was yeah. so excited when I saw that and uh, shared it with a ton of customers. They were I mean, the the reaction was very positive. People were really excited that they could get back to earning their certs. Yeah, I mean, that's a good example of something we, we had pl- been planning to do it, you know, and working with our vendors to get that done. But, you know, when something like COVID comes up and you have to move so rapidly, you know, there's obviously bumps in the road. But what that did was it allowed us to take... Uh, provide the opportunity for customers to move from um, physical testing centers. And uh, as you can imagine, it's limited, right? Right. There's probably not a testing center in the middle of Villanculos, Mozambique, which is where I lived, (laughs) right? But now they can, you know, if they have a laptop, they can sign in and take an exam. And that's, you know, think about what that does for talent like you as an organization you you don't where you recruit and how you think about it completely changes if we can build programs and build certification programs and people can get identified by their skill set with their badges you know you don't you right. don't have to worry about that i'm in columbus ohio and i have to retain you know recruit talent here right and i think it it probably makes it more inclusive right because now it's not about kind of where you're physically located. It doesn't matter where you're located. You can participate in in certification program. Yeah. And I think that's true for training too, right? And that's mm-hmm. it really, I know I said it earlier, but it really is the design point. How do we, how do we build uh, training and make it available to anybody that wants to have it and certification to anybody that wants to have it and make it at a, a affordable price or free? Largely, most of our training is actually free. We have over 500 digital courses available. So anybody that wants to just explore, dip their toe in the water, you know, or even get, you know, as 
We have very deep technical learning paths that are Mm -hmm. out on the digital platform for machine learning. You can go through an entire learning path um, at your own pace. It's it's amazing, I think, what the team has done, really. I agree. So if if, uh, our listeners want to learn more about that and are interested in in taking uh, taking advantage of that free training, where can they find it? Uh, AWS.training. All right. Maureen, it was an absolute pleasure talking to you today. And I am such a big fan of uh, our training and certification program here today. So I'm so glad that you took the time to, uh, to talk to us about it. And um, I look forward to seeing what, uh, what comes next. Thanks, Jake. Thanks for the opportunity. As you can tell, I'm super passionate about um, education. And um, I look forward to working with any organization who, who wants to invest in their teams or, or look for new ideas um, and, and build together. <laughs>